Hello and welcome to The Brillier Project, a podcast where we shed light on people who let their light shine bright. My name is Nico Velasco and I'll be your host, taking you on this journey of light and inspiration as I embark on this new exciting venture of mine. For this episode, we have a professional and international model. Ella is represented in seven different countries all over the world, and she's currently based in London, where she works with major companies and brands in shoots, campaigns, and shows on a daily basis. As she makes her mark in the international scene, she continues to put the Filipinos on the map in showcasing the beauty of the Filipina at its finest in everything that she does. Now, I met Ella way back in 2018 when she was competing in the Global Asian Model Philippines competition. And through the years, I've had the pleasure of watching her pursue her passions and expand her horizons and to greater heights. And I'm so excited to get started and get to introduce her to you all today. So without further ado, let's get started. Hi, Ella. Hello. Hi, Nico. And hello, everyone who's watching this. Good morning from London. It's currently 12. Actually, it's 12 noon now here in London. So, magandang gabi po sa Pinas. Yeah, thank you so much for joining. I mean, this is something that has been in the works for quite a while now. Um, not too many people know yeah. this. We've rescheduled like We've been rescheduling. <laughs> but I mean... <laughs> It finally worked. Yeah, the wait is definitely worth it. And we were talking off yes. offline a while ago, and it's just so amazing how God works in mysterious ways to get us through different chapters of our lives and how when we have a vision and we work towards it, anything is possible as long as you have you know the right mindset um, and you do everything that it takes to get to where you are. And I definitely think that that is something that you did in your transition and your big leap to taking on the international scene in London, which I'm, we're all so proud of you for. And um, it's just amazing to see how far you've come. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's It's been such a long, crazy journey, literally. Like I had so many mental breakdowns. I had um, homesickness, number one. Mm. Um, I, I had lots of adjustments to make, but it was all worth it. So thank you so much for inviting me again. I am so happy to be part of this um, podcast and uh, the Briller Project. Thank you, Nico. Of course, it's an honor to have you. And you know, before we start and get into uh, everything, I wanted to ask you first if you could share how you started out in the fashion industry. Okay, so after uni, I didn't really know what to do. Uh, my last years in university, I was almost determined that I didn't want to work in the field that I chose in university. So um, while I was doing my board exam, a friend of mine uh, told me that there's a modeling competition back home in Manila in the Philippines. And I was like, you know what? I've been doing pageants before. I've been doing competitions before. I haven't done a modeling competition. So why not? Let's just try it. And I tried that. It was a global Asian model Philippines. It was the first glam. Uh, by Mama J, Jonas Gafford. And luckily, I won that competition. And that's how I got into the industry in the Philippines. So I'm under Mercator. And then internationally, I got scouted 
in, in a casting back home by Luminary Models. And Luminary Models, together with Mercator Models, they uh, made an agreement and they wanted me to um, find agencies abroad, basically their member of the agency. And then with Luminary, so we were getting frustrated at first because they were trying to present me to different countries in Southeast Asia, but I wasn't getting any agencies at all. And so they're like, we have to push you. Well, let's get you new photos. And that's when I got um, a shoot with Manny Fontanelio, which is such an amazing Filipino designer. I think I was the last model um, that he shot in the Philippines because now he's in Netherlands. I'm so grateful for him wow. because his photos is literally my book now. Like it's it's probably 90% of my book is his photos. So I'm so grateful for him. And then they were like, so my mother agency, Luminary, they were asking their friends in Europe and they're like, what do you think about this girl? You know, they were showing their photos. And like, wow, she, she looks amazing. And so like, you know what, let's try to push for Europe since we're not getting Asia. So let's just try to push Europe. And that's how I got to Body London. Body London was my first agency. I got signed it out. I got signed with outside the Philippines. And yeah, I guess the rest is history. Like I'm already doing what I love, doing what I'm passionate about. And it's not been an easy journey. I also told myself from the very start that I have a degree in chemical engineering. Um, if this doesn't work out, if modeling doesn't work out, I have to be smart, I have to be practical and just find like a corporate job, you know? But I wanna make sure that I gave everything that I can, gave all the effort, um, um, sweat, tears, blood, sweat and tears, you know, to try everything I can to pursue modeling. And if it doesn't really work out, then it's time to accept, but at least, I know that I gave all my best. That is amazing. <laughs> and I think it's evident to everyone that you really did put your blood, sweat, and tears into this. And to see the outcome and to see you actually finally in London doing your thing, making a mark in the industry is remarkable because not too many people can do that. Um, and to add on to that, in this pandemic period especially, right? I mean, <laughs> it's crazy how how much can change in such a short amount of time. But with the right mindset, like I said earlier, and the right perspectives and, you know, really taking action. I think that's something that you did uh, to get to where you are today. And it's just so awesome to see that. Thank you. <laughs> I always try to tell myself that nothing is impossible, but it's easier said than done. I always had that in mind till I was young. Like, you know what? Nothing is impossible. I have, I was so ambitious as a kid. I had tons of like dreams I want to be a president I want to be a scientist this and that so I had high hopes for myself but as you get older that's when you realize oh damn it's not really that easy you know you actually have to make an action for it and um, like I didn't come from an influential family I didn't come with you know my parents being extremely rich like God has provided us what we need but we're not as um you know as uh, what's this really rich and like mo modeling isn't something that could just be a hobby for some models it's it's a hobby for them but for me it's my lifestyle it's like it's actually uh, my um, what's this where my source of income and it's you know it's 
I should take it seriously. So um, what was I saying again? <laughs> oh, yeah. So like as you grow up, like you actually have to do the hard work. And this is I'm, I think I'm at that stage where I have to prove myself like it's not dreams anymore. I have to put my dreams into actions now. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> and, you know, with that being said, I also wanted to ask you what motivates you to do what you do? Actually, number one is really my family. Like when I got separated for thousands of miles away from home, I got so um, homesick. I still get homesick every now and then. And um, I realized that um, I'm at at this stage where what's more important in my life is my family and the few friends that I've kept all through these years. And those relationships, I want to strengthen those bonds as I grow older, because especially at the pandemic, you've seen numbers and statistics about how many people just died and they were gone in a snap. So it makes you realize about what's really important and what you really treasure about in this life. And so, yes, number one is my family. And then number two, I think I get motivation with myself as well like I have this goal in my mind I have this dream in my mind and that's what keeps me pushing what that's what keeps me focusing that's what drives me you know every day to do the best that I could do it's hard because there are days where I would feel down I would feel you know I feel like I'm not worth it I feel like I'm not as good as I wanted to be I feel like I'm not the best for this specific client this and that and there are also times where I would compare myself to others and it's such a killjoy it's such a uh it's this uh it's yeah it's it's you go through those mental struggles but I still have to be strong and like remind myself Ella this is how you started and this is you wanted to achieve and you know look back once in a while what little steps you've done and what little steps you've achieved and you know what it's it's um it reminds me of a drawing i've seen in a uh in facebook or somewhere online where you're in the middle of a mountain and then most of us would just see how far we are from the peak of the mountain but we don't see how um tall or how far we are from the ground so it helps to pause a bit and like look back at what you've done and what you've experienced and what you've achieved and from where you started and, and now. So yeah, it's, it's my family and I guess my my goal and my passion. That's amazing. I, I think it's so important to look back and see how far you've come because that's when you get to celebrate. That's when you realize, oh, I can go more. It's like a It's like a motivating factor, right? And I do believe that, you know, having that tribe, the support system, the strong family, a strong core with your family is extremely important because, you know, I mean, friends can come and go, but family is Mm -hmm. forever. And I do believe that when you have a strong support system around you or a strong bond with your family, um, you're, you're never alone because they're always there for you. And it doesn't matter what obstacle it is that you're facing, as long as you have them feel like that's all that you really need aside from god exactly. so that's, that's amazing to constant hear. support constant support yes, definitely <laughs>
<laughs> so aside from your family, I wanted to ask you, who are some of the people that you look up to, uh, whether it be in the fashion industry or just beyond? I really look up to Kokorocha, which is my dream, um, my idol in the modeling industry. She's she's so amazing. And I love what she's doing right now because she's been in the industry for decades. I think she started when she was probably 17, I think. And now she's, um, I don't know how old she is, but she has three kids now. And I love what she's doing because she made uh, a model camp of her own and in this model cam she discussed everything that's been going on in the modeling industry that people don't really know or or like the starting models don't know about like she even talked about contracts and a lot of models just don't really care that much and like doesn't really review their contracts and which later affect them in, in a bad way so I love what she's doing. Like she's really being a mentor to young aspiring models globally. And I love the fact that she empowers women and she empowers um, young generation who wants to be models in her own way. And that's something I also want to do. Like I also um, listened to Joy Spring ages ago. And I remember what she said where it's really, it stuck on me because she said in the podcast, nah, you got to find like a bigger purpose than yourself to keep on going, to keep on um, driving yourself. Like it's bigger than a goal. So it's more of a life purpose. And with this women that I've been seeing globally, Kokorocha, uh, uh, Joy Spring, even your mom, like, they are setting um, purpose in their lives and that purpose is is greater than themselves. And it's just inspiring, you know? It's mm-hmm. like um, bayanihan somehow, yeah. modern bayanihan, kumbaga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing, yeah. Uh, Coco's a really great person to look up to. I mean, she has accomplished so much in her career and she's passing on the knowledge that she's... Mm-hmm she's gained throughout her years in the industry. And it's so remarkable. Um, and I'm also a huge fan of Joyce Spring. I mean, who mm-hmm. isn't? She has so much knowledge in her and she's just sharing it willingly with yeah. everyone. I mean, to the point where I'm like, is she should, I mean, like, I'm surprised that this stuff is free and on the internet because these are some really valuable insights yeah. from really, like, really educated people who have done what we, mm-hmm. like, what many try to achieve and they're just sharing willingly and you know i'm grateful that you yeah she does it from the heart and i'm grateful that you're here doing the same thing i mean you're sharing your experiences uh you know things that you've learned also and i'm grateful that despite the pandemic the time difference and the distance we're able to do this so thank you (laughs) thank you thank you (laughs) so like i mentioned we are far far apart in the world um and you but what during the pandemic you made this transition to London I mean can you tell us a little about how different it is to model internationally I mean like how has your experience been so far okay so I'll I'll probably make a bit of cuento um I hope it wouldn't be that long um yeah. so my my trip to London was really unplanned um it was I was supposed to go to London March last year but then uh, Philippines announced lockdown on the same day of my flight 
London announced lockdown, UK, the next week after. I was like, okay, it's just best to just stay here because mm-hmm. what would I do there? I would just lose money. I wouldn't have jobs. So it's safer here as well with my family. And then I've just been waiting, you know, I, I don't know what to do. And then I think at that time, London started to open um, some of their industries like there's there's been a modeling jobs um a few modeling jobs starting and my agency were pushing me to go to london and i was really 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 scared because i wasn't prepared financially like pandemic we all know everyone lost jobs and i was one of them my savings slowly um flew out <laughs> and then i had to stay back to my parents place this and that. So I wasn't unsure in, in, in a lot of ways, like physically, financially, physic- um, mentally. But I was in that state where I just want to do something. I don't want to be stuck anymore. And I just want to do something for myself, whether if I risk there and I lose or don't gain anything, you know what, it's fine. At least I did something. So I just want to risk that and that's what drove me to like even though I was unprepared I flew to London and then when I got into London it was so cold I was so (laughs) unprepared I didn't expect that would be extremely close extremely cold I thought it was just gonna be Baguio Baguio levels but (laughs) I don't know why like it would say it was it's just 18 degrees somehow similar to Baguio but there's it's still really really cold um, anyway, I had uh, a lot of adapting to do. Number one was the weather. It's always gloomy. I had so much um, winter blues at first. Like, I was feeling depressed. I was crying a lot. I was homesick. I wasn't feeling happy. But in my mind, I was just, I have to push through. I have to, um, like, my family and people back home, Mercador, my mother agency, they've helped me a lot to just reach uh, to come to London and giving up wasn't an option at that time. It was like, Ella, it's not an option at all. And um, yeah, so uh, I guess one thing that really helped me to fully adapt and fully settle in London is I have this personality of just being an observant. And um, I, it was really helpful at this point because I was just observing how the industry is, how castings are, how other models dress up. And I realized I have to up my game because it, London is such a competitive market. It's such a competitive industry. There's so many models, so many um, agencies existing in London, just in London. And mm. a lot of girls fly in and out of London. And so... I have to be competitive. I'm not here just to um, make modeling as a hobby. I'm here to actually win the game. That was my mindset. I'm here to win the game. So what I did is, um, uh, what's this? I researched more on how castings are. Um, I looked at myself. Okay, I have to uh, be, to look better, to, to what's this? maintain my body, maintain my looks maintain my hair I learned so much um there there is also like a higher standard here uh, in terms of the industry compared to back home um where if you don't look the same as your cards or your photos 
you're probably not going to get the job, even though you got the job because of your photos. And when they see you, they probably like, you know what, go home. You're not what we wow. wanted. So, yes. And that was also one thing that I was so stressed because my hair wasn't as white as my photos looked. And I was stressing about that because I, was, I wasn't financially prepared. Like, I literally had... 300 pounds around 300 pounds which we all know won't last a month in London and mm-hmm. all that um you know it's it's adding uh, uh another pressure another stress in my mind instead of just focusing on, on my job focusing on myself focusing on how to um what's this be in on the game and like actually um be competitive and like uh, um win the game so yeah um i've learned so much through the process and i guess one thing that i've realized is that if you're not um really okay internally because i've struggled with a lot of things as well going here um like mentally i wasn't really okay i guess the change the physical changes was part of it like philippines to london it was a huge uh, mental stress and at the same time I was going through a rough relationship a toxic relationship at that time and it was just adding too much uh, mental stress on me and then when I got through that when I got over that when I've overcame all those challenges that's when I realized that once I'm really okay deep down internally and I found my peace it slowly starts showing um, physically and how you work, how you communicate with people, how you socialize with people. And it shows in your jobs and shows in your photos. Um, it gives you a different mindset. It gives you a clearer vision of what you want. And, and yeah, everything just flows once you're, you found that inner peace in yourself. So, yeah, that's Having my journey. My, my- <laughs> It's so amazing to see how far you've come and how much you've learned in this time. I mean, I can only imagine just going to a foreign country, not knowing too many people, and then having to make that transition on your own with all this pressure from everyone to succeed and do your best, right? I mean, it could get taxing. I can imagine how much stress you were under. But I mean, the fact that you learned that, you know, having the right mindset is so important, being right within first before... Um, you know, it really is the first step towards being that better person and the person that you were meant to be, right? So that's that's amazing. I'm so happy to hear that you you learned that. Thank you. I guess also, ano, nakatulong yung article penetrate, which, which is like being resilient, like the is the is hanggang sa makayanan. And don't get me wrong as well. Like I'm still learning. It wasn't like. I, I still have this um, failures every now and then and I'm still learning. I'm still continually learning in this industry, in this um, process. Like I still have much to uh, grow. I still have so many areas where I could grow as a person and as a model. So it's really a continuing learning process. You know, it's a really stop. And it's good that we have this failure once and once in a while, because that's where we actually learn. And when we go out of our comfort zone, that's when we see, I could actually learn and I could actually overcome this. 
So yeah, it, it is a continuing process. Yeah. And you know, I always say that failure is actually something that we should look forward to. Um, of course, nobody mm -hmm. really wants to fail. But once we do fail, it's through that fa failure that we actually grow and become better because we learn, you know, how to navigate better. We learn what to do, what not to do. Um, and it actually yeah. helps us so much in our growth as people. Uh, so failure, you know, guys, everyone that's listening, open, be open to failure. Look forward to it because, you know, as hard as we try to be perfect and to get everything right the first time, it's not always the case. We are going to fail multiple times in our life, but it's how we handle that failure and how we learn from it that actually makes a huge difference. So embrace failure, guys. <laughs> you said it right. You said it right. <laughs> yeah. So now that you're there in London, you know, living your best life, working with so many awesome people uh, in the industry, so many remarkable brands and companies, I wanted to ask you, have you had any memorable shoots? Like what's, what's your favorite one so far? It's tough. <laughs> it's really tough to choose because it's the people here are very creative and uh, I'm just always in awe every time brands, like I go to shoots and every time brands have this concept, I'm like, wow, I never actually thought that is possible. But I think my favorite, and like the first shop that I got really excited was probably the Jaded London campaign. Um mm. Because I, I got into that shoot and I was just expecting like a typical e-com shoot where I just pose for the clothes, front, side, back, you know, and I thought that was, that's my job. But when I got to the shoot, I was like, wow, they made me wear this long yeah. um, blonde wig. They put, um, what's this, elf ears on me and they even uh, put, what's this, they designed the green screen. Um, on the final photos, it was amazing. I felt like it was it was a clothing brand, but I felt like I was a goddess at at that shoot. So <laughs> it's crazy how people here in London get so creative. Gets, um, yeah. So every time, it's just so exciting. I think that's that's my favorite job so far. I actually I have another one. <laughs> I have another one. I just realized um, it hasn't come out yet, but. I worked for Rima London, which is a makeup brand. And I remember when I got here to London, I want I always wanted a photo in Tower Bridge, you know, as, as a tourist. It's it's such a tourist photo, <laughs> Tower Bridge. And then I never got I never got any photo in, in that place. And this and then for this campaign, that's exactly what we did. We took photos in front of Tower Bridge. We even shot videos in the Tower Bridge. And then I love the app the, the campaign was really amazing as well because um, we had backup, uh, backup dancers in public wow. and they were dancing. There was amazing dancers and it was somehow like a I don't know that we going mob, I guess public mob. Oh yeah, mob, mob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then everyone's just watching, and I was like, "Wow, this is amazing!" Um, it's. I also met another trans Pinaide, which is, um, she's amazing. She she's so pretty, and she's also you know I could relate to her because we're also struggling. We're 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 trying to pursue our passion and dreams. And it's nice to meet to meet a fellow Kababaya and a fellow Kababaihana 
you know, we're we're pushing each other and we're inspiring each other to damn girl, you did it, you know, yeah. So yeah, that was another memorable job. It was it was amazing. It was shot in in a very tourist place and I can't wait for you guys to see it. That was fun. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm looking forward to that. And I actually saw your is it jaded? Your jaded yes. uh, photo. And I was just so amazed. I mean, I'm always blown away by the photos that you post. But with that one specifically, I was like, wow, Ella <laughs> is doing it. Like, she's making big moves over there. And it made me so proud because, I mean, I always look back to your interview with my mom and you saying, I want to be an international model. And then there you were doing it, making the big moves. And it's just so amazing to see you pursue your passions and really succeed because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people can... They will dream it, but not too many people will take action and make it happen. And that's what you did. So hats off to you. You know what? I For everyone who's watching, I had an interview with her mom. It was before I left the Philippines pandemic. I think it was around, I think it was around September as well. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Almost, almost a year now or a year now probably. And we were talking in, in that um, interview she was asking me what what international jobs I've done, and I told her that I haven't actually done anything because I haven't left, and I've just had these agencies, and it, it's so nice. Like a year after, I'm interviewing with with her son, and it's on another situation right now. I um, also remembered how I went to Mama Mao. It's my mom. Mama Mao is uh, my agency in the Philippines. Um, He's under Mercator. Yep. And um, I told him, like, Mama Mao, gusto ko po mag-international. Gusto ko rin po mag-abroad. And now I'm looking back at that memory and I'm just thinking about how I'm just saying stuff that I really don't know. <laughs> like, I'm just looking back at how it was so hard to do what I asked him, uh, what I told him before. And mm-hmm. para siyang, it was like a moment of you know how we're, you're a kid. You tell your your parents like I want to I want to become this, but you don't really know what you're asking for. You know mm-hmm. you don't really know what goes in there. So yeah, sorry, I just got reminded of that. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I mean, it is important to look back and see how far you've come because celebrating that is so important. We all need to do that every once in a while, or as often as possible, because that helps us. Mo- continue to be motivated to strive for better right yes so agreed, yes. agreed. and you know right. i'm having so much fun catching up with you but let's take a short little break uh and hear okay. a little more sponsors so i'll see you in a bit the belasco unlimited skills academy or busa is an academy specializing in strengthening one's skills both physically and mentally through the values of sports and development classes from basketball and tennis to photography, music, and graphic design. Founded by Nick and Mafe Belasco in the year 2013, Busa has transformed people of all ages with a deeper understanding and a positive mindset. Want to work on your physical and mental skills? Send us a message at teambelasco at gmail.com to inquire on our class schedules. 
Hard work pays off. Mafei Management is a company dedicated to empowering individuals and businesses in entertainment, special events, talent management, content creation, digital and traditional marketing, and public relations. In working together to turn their dreams into reality. Get one step closer to elevating yourself and your business by contacting Mafei Management Consultancy at gmail.com. Let us empower you. And we're back. <laughs> so, uh, for everyone that is just tuning in now, I'm here with Ella, and we're talking about adaptability and how she made her big transition into the international modeling scene. And uh, my next question for you, Ella, is actually, uh, what has modeling taught you about life? That's tough. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know where to start. It's like all these ideas just rushing in. Um, but it has taught me so much. Um, first, it, ta- it has taught me that modeling is a lifestyle. Um, it's you got to keep up with everything. You got to maintain your body. You got to menta- maintain your mental, um, what's this, mental state. Have a good mental state every now and then. Um, especially when your jobs confidence really like affects how you look in photos it's not just all makeup and 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 like the clothes modeling has also taught me to be um, how to develop myself more and it taught me how to not be complacent and it it, it taught me how to stri- um, strive for more strive for better and I don't have to, what's this, like, not, like, hindi ka ma, hindi at where I am right now. I have to do more because it's such a competitive um, industry and it, there's always trends. There's always things change um, so quick in the industry. So I have to keep up. I have to, if I want to really stay in the industry, I have to keep up. I have to up my game all the time. Um, ano pa ba? It has also taught me to be adaptable because um, part of the industry, part of being a model is traveling um, in different places. Um, For people who don't know, for example, if I'm in one country and I've worked there for let's say three months and job hasn't really been okay for me, I have to go to another country and find a new market. That's typically how a model lifestyle is. Um, Talk to different if you if you talk to different models, they start at a young age, and they would tell you about all this um, you know, different experiences they had in different countries. It's it's really part of our lifestyle. At the same time, um, there are a lot of girls who come in the industry at a young age, and a lot of people might you know take advantage of their um, youthness or like being naive. So modeling taught me to be smarter modeling taught me to be you know what the only person that i could trust in this industry is myself um it taught me as well what i uh to speak out or to voice out what i want as a model as a in my career to my agencies to the people i work with so it's such an empowering um it's such an empowering thing you know like being able 
to voice out, being being able to tell people, this is what I want for myself. And this is how I see my career going. This is how I see um, the path, my career path. This is how I want to grow. So it's something that I developed along the way. And I'm really grateful that I was able to go into that state where I could just voice out and tell people, this is what kind of model I want to be. Uh, just being in control of of my career and my body and everything. Mm -hmm. That's super important. And, you know, just being in the fashion industry, it's, you're thrown with so many different things every day. I mean, of course, you you have to deal with scheduling, you have to deal with uh, people on set, uh, you know, people that make it happen. And then, of course, behind the scenes, everything, there's so many different things that are going on. And you mentioned a very important thing and that's to be adaptable or to have that adaptability um, built yeah. in you. And, you know, I wanted to ask you what exactly is adaptability to you and how has it helped you all throughout your career? I guess I could describe it as being open-minded and um, making, just having this mindset where you're not going to be in your comfort zone all the time probably most of the time, you know, and being okay with it, being okay that you're not in your comfort zone. I've been in tons of situations where, for example, in a shoot, they're going to make me act. And I know that I am an introvert naturally, and I am not like um, really confident with my acting skills. I don't even see myself in an act. I'm like, I'm a model, I'm not an actor. Like, can you not? <laughs> But yeah, but, and then I try to like push myself and I try to put myself out of that comfort zone. And then I realize, well, I could actually do that. It's, it's something that I learned about myself. So adaptability is more being open-minded, being able to accept uh, criticisms and like get um, ideas from other people, share ideas, communicate ideas and like creating something with other people and at the same time going out of your comfort zone um just telling yourself i can learn something from this this is not a bad thing to do it's actually a good thing because i am growing this way i am growing this way i'm also learning um what i can do more as a person so oh sorry so yeah i think that's the two words of how i could would describe adaptability yeah, that's so true. And you mentioned you, you mentioned criticism. I always say that, you know, constructive criticism, it may not be what we want to hear, but sometimes it's actually what we need to hear. Mm -hmm. You know, it's you have to be open to other people's opinions and thoughts and ideas. You don't always have to accept them. Of course, there are some that you might just disagree with fully, but I believe that it's through that constructive criticism that we actually grow and how we handle it is what really all that matters right I mean people can tell you oh you know you should you should lose weight for example that's something that you hear a lot in the industry I, I mean I can imagine especially in London where it's so competitive right and you can take that as maybe maybe they're trying to attack me or you could take that as okay maybe this is just a sign for me to maintain better or to improve myself right yeah and then you can just not approach it because you it's not something that just aligns with you and it's that's the that's the amazing thing about life is that it's totally up to you you don't have to be pressured just because someone says uh you need to lose weight 
No, it's yeah. what you want to happen that happens. And take that constructive criticism, really analyze whether or not it's for you, because it a lot of the times it won't be, and have that strength to realize that, okay, this is what I want to do, and I don't really care what other people have to say as long as I'm happy internally. That's all that matters, right? Yeah, I agree, I agree. You could also make criticism as challenges, you know, prove the person, mm -hmm. prove the people, you know what, I can do that. Prove them wrong. <laughs> yes. And, you know, you, I feel like, especially as a model, you're challenged on a daily basis, right? And there's so much, I don't want to say toxicness or toxicity that happens in the in the fashion industry, but I mean, it's inevitable. You will come across yeah. people who disagree with you or who say stuff that you don't agree with, right? I wanted to ask you, how do you keep your integrity in, in an industry that can be so fabricated sometimes? That's hard. Um, I had to thank my parents a lot for that and, and how they brought me up because I, I grew up in a Christian family and, and I think my parents for just, you know, all those uh, values that they taught me and how they kept me, you know, they, they made me grow in, in a Christian um, core. Um, and I'm not going to be a hypocrite, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I haven't always been the best, um, son, uh, best daughter and like best Christian um, in the world. <laughs> you know, I have lots of, you know, um, what's this, parang, Okay, in, in just simple terms, I'm not the best uh, daughter that uh, the Christian as well, like the model Christian. But um, I think a lot of like my, I've, that I've been rooted in this Christian family background and that has helped me become the person I am. And like my parents taught me or, and my religion also taught me that the world can be, you know, it could be changing you a lot. It could be, ma ma mabilis na madamay or what's the right term, madaloy in 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 how the world is. You know, you could be easily um, going to the how the world wants you to be, but the. In the Bible, it says you have to um, stop that and not go through that flow because our integrity is important. And I always kept that in my mind. And especially when I got into the industry, I told myself, I know that this industry is not as ideal as I want it to be. Well, the world in general is not as is not ideal as we want it to be. It's unfair. Um, but especially in modeling industry. But I told myself, I also had this phase where I was trying to search um, what kind of model I wanted to be and what is comfortable for me and what is what is still accepting for me. Because may part na parang in everything that they would ask me to do. And then I realized at one point, no, I'm not comfortable in doing this. I have to make a decision right now of what kind of model I want it to be. Um, what do people, what do I want? What do I want uh, where people would see me, you know? And 
my dad would always remind me as well na parang oh maraming nag-look up sa yo maraming girls young girls and christians as well that are looking up to you and i'm like that that's a lot of pressure on me i'm like i am not the perfect model for them to see you know i'm not they should not be looking up on me but then it's true you know it's it's inevitable everything that we do in social media everyone sees it and somehow we're are we are an influencer ourselves in our own ways so keeping that in mind and at the same time asking myself what kind of model I want to be and um what values i um what values are important to me um that had helped me you know say no to other things um say no to people that hey this is not the person i am and it helped me to just pause and like you know let the industry be what they want to be but i am not gonna just say yes to what they want me to be just because it's the trend or just because this is what's going to get me jobs um if mm-hmm. it's not aligning to my um beliefs and um what i want for myself i'm just going to say no and you know not going to feel bad for it because it's not for me it's not meant for me and other opportunities are going to come and the right people the right team the the right agencies would come for me as well so um i guess for young models as well you don't always have to rush into anything but the most important thing is you find yourself find what you want to be and like the right um thing would come eventually you know so mm-hmm. i guess yeah i hope that answered my question your question sorry <laughs> yeah that super did i mean you dropped so many gems there people can really take that and apply it. I mean, not just in the fashion or modeling industry, but in life in general. I mean, you have to know what you stand for and what you believe in in order to stay grounded and keep at it because, you know, life has so many challenges and obstacles, mm-hmm. but if we don't know who we are and we're still kind of, you know, wishy-washy with, okay, I'll, like you said, you're at a phase yeah. in your life where you said, I'll do everything, but then you have to realize, okay, this doesn't align with what I believe in. I don't feel comfortable here doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's okay to have those situations, but it's how you tackle it that really matters. I mean, you have to know what you're comfortable with, what you stand for, what you believe in. And I think that'll be extremely important and beneficial in how you navigate life and especially as a model. So that's, an, that's some amazing advice that you just gave. <laughs> I guess another thing as well is like, am I doing this? just to please them just to please these people or am i doing this for my growth you know that's one thing i also try to keep in mind as well so i don't want to please yeah. them this is all for my growth and my career yes and you know one thing that i learned during this pandemic period and i read it in an article somewhere is to live life as if you're the main character and mm-hmm. to put yourself you have to put yourself first sometimes because you know like they always say when you're on an airplane you have to put your uh what is it the oxygen mask first on yeah, yourself first. before you yeah so you have to be okay from within you have to be sure of yourself before you can really go out there and make a difference in the world and um i do agree with what you said about you know keeping that integrity intact 
because there are so many times in life that it'll be challenged. You will be challenged by so many people, right? And I'm sure in your journey, especially coming from the Philippines all the way to London, a lot of people have tested you, right? <laughs> but it's how you react and how you handle the situations that, that are thrown at you that, that really count. <laughs> I like what you said. I like what you said. I like that. We're the main cast or we're the main character of our life. That's really nice. It's so important because I feel like a lot of the time, especially in this day and age, we fall into the trap of people pleasing, right? It's so mm. easy to get caught up in, especially in social media, right? You're posting all of the highlights of your life, the happy moments, and it looks like you're living a perfect life sometimes. It looks like mm -hmm. you're happy 24-7 and it looks like you're doing, I mean, we, we don't realize it, but a lot of the times we're just doing that to please other people right? Yeah. We want everyone to yeah. think that we're doing so good. Like we have all this money and we're living life lavishly, but that's not always the case. And so mm -hmm. what my family and I do actually is we have a family campaign. It's called hashtag save lives online. And with this hashtag, we encourage other people to populate the online space with positive content, um, real content. So sometimes you'll see my posts where I talk about, you know, my height, for example, it's real content. I'm sometimes I get insecure about my height because I come from, you know, the family of a basketball player <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and then they see my mom model and there's so much expectations. Right. But I believe if you're truly okay with yourself and you're happy with who you are and what you are, what you, what God has blessed you with, because everything's a blessing, that's really all that matters. And if you could find that within yourself, then you're, you're going to win at life. Right. Yes, that's so true. I'm gonna join that hashtag now. Yeah. <laughs> that's such a good cause. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's something as simple as putting up a post, uh, whether it be just about your life or a quote or anything. Uh, you have the power. I mean, what I always say is that everyone, as long as you have a, a page on social media or a profile, you're an influencer. Mm -hmm. Whether we like mm -hmm. it or not, we are of we have a voice, we have a platform. Yeah. Uh, and it's up to you if you want to use it for good. And so my family, we're all about, you know, saving lives online, making sure that everyone out there knows that it's okay to be yourself and that you will fall off the wagon sometimes. And that's okay. As long as you pick yourself mm -hmm. up, get back up and mm -hmm. strive for whatever it is that you want to strive for. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, my, my next question for you is uh, I wanted to ask you, and this is something that I ask everyone is if you have a motto that you live by and if so, what is it? Hmm, that's really hard. I don't really have a motto that I live by, but I always try to reflect every now and then with the things that's been happening with me. I'm the type of person where I have to sit and pause and like reflect on everything because things can be really overwhelming for me. And I have to process that, you know, I'm that type of person. But like when you ask this question, one thing that goes in my mind right now is what my dad told us before, because my dad came from a huge family. He has eight other siblings. And wow. I think, yeah, big family. My mom has a bigger family though. <laughs> That's a different wow. topic. They're like 16 siblings, I think. Anyway. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> anyway, going back. So my dad is um, second to the youngest. 
And I remember him telling us that he had so many um, older siblings um, that you know that he looks up in that he looks up to, and like he sees all the mistakes that they do, and it's like for that for him, you know what? I see this mistakes that they did. I'm not gonna do that, and I'm gonna do better. And what works? Like I see the sibling. Okay, this sibling has done good for himself. That's what I'm gonna do. You know, he tries to learn the mistakes of his um, older siblings. Um, for me, that's a sad case though because I'm the eldest. <laughs> so, <laughs> two of my sisters, it's the opposite. But I try to like look and observe other people and one thing that I really wish I had was a mentor and I'm still looking for a mentor right now like whether it's in modeling or whether it's just life in general so I guess something or the close motto in motto of my life is like we're just gonna look out for each other and in my case I'm always gonna look out for a mentor that I want to have um because I, I am just not satisfied with like being in a state where I know I could still grow so life is just you know a huge playground and there's so many things to do there's like it's not it's never too late whether you're in your 30s or whether in your 40s you can always try to do lots of things new things and um anything so we're in a huge playground basically but i want to pick something that's beneficial for me and i want to start with like finding a mentor for myself for my life and for my career as well so i guess that's somehow my motto like looking for a mentor looking for someone that you know to learn from as well yeah that's so important and you know our family my mom especially is always here if you need help she's also a life coach and you know mm. she's been in, she's well in the industry uh that you're into i mean she's yeah. she's had her fair share everything so if you ever need anyone to talk to or rant to i'm always here my mom's <laughs> here There's so many people yeah <laughs> And, you know, I I, message your mom yeah. later <laughs> of course and you know I I get what you're saying about being the eldest because I'm actually the eldest too. Uh, we're pretty much like the guinea pigs right <laughs> I mean exactly. you get thrown and I mean I think that's it's a bonus because we get to teach our younger siblings but at the same time we have to make sure that we're okay from within because there are so many challenges that we will experience first before our siblings and it's a lot of responsibility sometimes, but I think it's it's pretty cool. Um, mm -hmm. it, it has ups and it has its downs, but I mean, God made us the eldest for a reason, I guess. So <laughs> we have to make the most of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so my next question for you is, you know, with everything that is going on in your life, what inspires you to keep pushing? It's, hmm what inspires me to keep pushing. It somehow overlaps what motivates me. But I'm gonna say this again, over and over again. It may sound cliche, but my family inspires me a lot, so much, especially I'm just away from them. I, I'm not gonna lie that I took advantage of their presence back home, you know? I wasn't, I wish 
now that I was away from them, I wish I had, um, you know, I was in the present or in the moment with them more when I was back home, when, you know, they're just away up like 20 minutes away or like a, a, a car drive away. Um, but um, aside from that, I have this, another inspiration is I have this hunger for myself where I want to contribute somehow into the world. And I've seen, you know, we're exposed in lots of negativity in this world, lots of, um, I've gone through a different trauma myself as well. And that is somehow feeding this hunger of myself where I just want to contribute and I want to you know, share, help as much as I can in my own way. Um, that's why I told myself that I'm going to uh, make an organization or like, a yes, an organization, whether it's a modeling camp, but another organization that I really, really want to do is like, it's, um, is, what is the right term? It's like a sanctuary for all the, men uh young girls uh, men and women who have been um sexually harassed or have this um you know who just need help but i wanted to specifically help um those victims with um sexual harassment and uh not people know about this uh, about me but i've gone through a, a similar experience as well in the past and i am now I don't regret it like it's not a good experience but I don't blame God for it because now it's making me have this hunger to help people you know to reach out to people and I know it's it's a difficult um thing to experience and so it inspires me to um be in a position where I am capable of helping them um you know building a sanctuary isn't easy it's a lot of money as well it's a lot of um, dedication it's a lot of time and you reach out to people because you reach out to different kinds of people uh, to be their mentors to be their teachers to be their therapists this and that it's it's a big project but this big project is what I am um you know, helps me inspire to do better and reach that point where I'm capable to able to actually do this, to make this a reality, to make that project a reality. So, yeah. yeah, that's so inspiring. I mean, I do believe that God, he gives the toughest battles to his toughest soldiers. And it's through those experiences, like I said earlier, that we grow. And it's so amazing to see that you have this vision and I can't wait to see it unfold and know that you're not alone. I'm here to support my whole family. We're all about helping others. So if you need help in any way possible, let us know because we're here to help. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for and all my last, help. Yes, yes, we're all in this together. <laughs> my last question for you is, you know, the, the podcast is called The Brillier Project. Brillier is actually a French word that directly translates to shine. So I wanted to ask you, how do you let your light shine bright? Um, I let my line, my light shine bright um, by not um, focusing on myself, but on having this bigger purpose on myself, on my life, which is to help others. And 
I'm sorry I've been talking about this, but I realized that it's somehow my call or like my life purpose. Um, at the same time, I'm just looking back at everything that I've been doing recently. And for example, my YouTube channel, I initially didn't want to do that. My friend Charlie just pushed me to do that. But then I realized, you know what, if I'm going to make a YouTube channel, I want to it to be informative and I actually wanted to help people younger generations of Filipino models who who want to do the same thing as me like we grew up in a culture where modeling and creative industry isn't really considered as an actual job back home and it's a struggle you know to look for inspiration to look for motivation to look for a mentor to teach them what they have to do and what is the process of doing it. Because it's not given much importance. So for me, I think how I put, how I become a briller basically is um, I want to like go beyond uh, myself and focus on what's really important which is helping others and that is my life purpose as well in my own way help them in my own way I... that is so amazing to hear I think you're definitely making an impact on the world and like I said earlier you're putting Filipinas on the map so it's so amazing to see all that you've uh, all that you've accomplished in this in the time that you have, I mean, especially in the pandemic, like here in the Philippines, it's so different, but to be doing it internationally on the big stage with so many remarkable creatives in the industry, <laughs> you're turning your dreams into a reality and you're inspiring others to pursue theirs because you're just such an inspiration. And I'm so happy that we got to speak today and you got to share yes. everything that you Thank you so much. This, this was a lovely conversation. I'm so glad to see you again. And congrats on your recent graduation. Your parents were so proud of you. I am proud of you. Like We've, be, we've seen each other. We we're talking about this probably two years ago. Almost two years yeah, ago. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah. yeah, so it's really nice to have this conversation, catch up and like make uh, a difference in our own way you by your this by this briller project by your own project and it's amazing this is great this is amazing thank you so much i appreciate it and you know before we wrap up do let everyone know where they can find you online and how they can connect okay uh for everyone i'm on instagram um twitter facebook but i'm mostly um, active on instagram my username is at Ella Ivorin, it's my first name. And also do uh, see my YouTube channel, watch my YouTube episodes. If you want to learn more about modeling, I've posted some tips there and my journey, how I did it and how I came from the Philippines to London, basically my story. So it's all in there. Check it out. Thank you so much. Yeah. And do check out the last uh, the last one because I just watched it and I was so inspired even more to have this conversation with you because you shared so much about your time in London and so many valuable things that I think people, not just in London, but all over the world can take from. So do check it out, guys. There's so many great things to look at in her pages. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much.
for hopping onto the show and for dropping your words of wisdom. I mean, I hope that everyone out there can really take what you shared and apply it in their own lives because adaptability, integrity, and pretty much everything that you shared uh, can really take you a long way in life. So I, I do appreciate having you on and I'm so grateful that we got to spend this time together. Thank you so much. I learned a lot from you as well. Um, this is such a lovely morning for me and evening for you guys. So very meaningful nitong conversation. Thank you so much. Of course. And now to everyone out there listening, do stay up to date with the latest and greatest by following us here on Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, and also here on Facebook and Instagram at T-H-E-B-R-I-L-L-E-R Project. Uh, you know, don't forget to follow us and stay up to date because we have so many other things in store, so many other inspiring people like Ella. So do stay tuned for that. Again, I'm your host, Nico Velasco. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to let your light shine bright. Thank you.